0: Welcome to Foundations of Emo, hosted by Claire and Danny. Each episode, we take one of our favourite bands and dive deep into their history and origins, reminiscing on our own emo roots along
1: the way. I really wanted to make you laugh, but I was like, don't do it, because it, then it gets real painful but by the 50 it
0: But don't you have such a, like, I have a way of saying it, and you have a way of saying it. Like, I know which parts I, like, use inflections. <laughs> which parts I People probably in.
1: think it's recording, because it's so professional. It's just so
0: professional, yeah, but it's not. We do it every single time. How are you? We have cocktails today. We oh, do. This one is disgusting. <laughs> okay, disgusting. It's a bit
1: of an exaggeration. It's just it's not I'm you another one. <laughs> we start recording now, so you're stuck with it. <laughs>
0: It's just not um, what I was expecting. Oh. I don't like tequila. That could
1: be it. A... Oh, yeah, because it's a mango margarita. margarita. And I'm still on the Hawaiian decorie. Any news? I actually have loads of things that I want to talk about. <laughs> I made a little list because I kept thinking of things during the week and I was like, I have to talk about them. Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, firstly, the last time that we recorded, I said I was going to go see The weekend, but I was also oh, getting yes. sick in the last episode yeah. and I was too sick to go. But I did lie in my bed and listen to it out the window because I do live close to Marley Park, so... I could hear it off my window and it sounded incredible and I saw people on Instagram that were there and they had like an amazing stage set up and everything.
0: Hmm, I didn't hear much about it
1: at all. There was a girl that I used to work with years ago and she was there and she just kept going on live, but she was really, really, really drunk and she was just waving her camera around. <laughs> I don't think she really realized that like I couldn't see what she was oh trying no. to film. She's kind of just dancing with her camera. Oh. But I got to see some bits, so I was happy. Well, I wasn't that happy. But (laughs) it was the comfiest I've ever been at a gig, lying in my bed, chilling (laughs) in my
0: pyjamas. Yeah, that sounds all right to me, to be honest.
1: Speaking of gigs, I am obsessed with following the fallout boy tour yeah i know it's on so twitter. weird, isn't it every day claire just wakes up to like 800 messages yeah, from me yeah. that i just send her from twitter i'm like look well, look what they, they did the this, tour. They this they're <laughs> gonna do this they're changing this they played fame is less than infamy which is was my song on repeat if you remember i do remember and I'm they perfect. actually messed up during it because they've never played it live ever oh they, they messed up there's a really funny video actually i'll show you later but i also cute. woke
0: up this morning to a really long weird paragraph And I kind of glanced at it when my alarm went off and then I hit snooze like five million times. And then I looked at it again and I thought you were sending me some sort of weird fanfic about (laughs) Pete Wentz again. I was like, oh, what is this?
1: This It's not what it was at all. You say about Pete Wentz again, like that's something I do regularly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why I said that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I would like to say that on the Fall Out Boy episode, I berated them and said that while they are one of my favorite bands, their live shows are boring. And I'd like to think that they listened to that episode, took the advice, and now every night they're cranking out new tunes. No one knows what they're going to play. There's a magic eight ball. There's like so much going on. So I'm living for it. Living for it. I can't wait till we see them. I've already told Claire I'm probably going to cry like 400 times. Just the second they come on, I'll just start crying till the end. Can't wait. (laughs) It's going to be a good time. I'll bring the
0: tissues. (laughs) I do like to think we're influencing the way things are happening. Yeah. They were like, you know what? Let's do a tour and let's make it really fun. Will we get into it? No, wait, hang on, I have to tell you my gig news. Oh, yeah, sorry, come on. Oh, yeah, sorry, come on. (laughs) My really exciting gig news, I've just got caught up in the hype, is that I got Taylor Swift tickets. Yes! (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) I just got swept up in all the whirlwind of it, and then people in work were like, do you like her that much? And I was like, I mean, (laughs) she's grand. (laughs) I just think it's going to be such an iconic tour, and you can be like, I was at the Eras tour. And Paramore is supporting. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Like, I just can't get it. Well, I'm not going, but I just can't be excited about it. Well, I don't like Taylor Swift. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But, the like, everything that you're talking about, about you and your friends having fucking spreadsheets and everything. <laughs> I, I, don't I have uh, like trying to get tickets for different venues all over the world just so they could get a ticket and the price of the tickets and everything. Yeah. As much as I adore. Bands and gigs and stuff. Like, I couldn't think of a band that I would go to that much effort for.
0: I know, and that's what I mean when I think I've just got caught up in the hype because everyone else was like getting all hyped up, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah come on, we'll get tickets. Come on, guys, let's have a strategy. Let's do this. And I don't know if I care that much, but I'm really excited to go. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy it anyway. Thanks so Next year, <laughs> May 2024.
1: <laughs> Check in this time next year sure about the gig.
0: <laughs> okay, you
1: can start now. It's fine. Okay, let's get into it. I feel like it's a lengthy one today. This is the episode on Escape the Fate, which will be known as the Roast of Ronnie Radke. (laughs) I watched some videos and there's people referring to him as Ronnie Radke, but I have spent all my life calling him Ronnie Radke, so I will not pronounce it another way. Sorry to his mom or his family. (laughs) I think I just
0: tend to like, you know, what's the word? Level off when I get to his surname. I'm like
1: Ronnie Radke. (laughs) Ronnie Radke. (laughs) (laughs) So Escape the Fate formed in Las Vegas, Nevada in 2004. This is our second Las Vegas band, yeah. if you remember Panic at the Disco. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was actually other news. Brendan Urey is in a new band. Stop. So he quit Panic at the Disco, being the only member of Panic at the Disco, because his wife was pregnant and he wanted to spend time with her and the baby. But apparently, he's bored of that now, because now he plays drums in a band. Sorry, what? I think it's called Mike Viola. Is he the only one in it? No, he's the drummer. There's. It's a whole band. He plays the drums? Yeah. He's not even the front man? No. Very weird for him. I knew I had. Even if you were his
0: wife, you'd be like,
1: "Excuse me." <laughs> I'm spending time with my wife. Ooh, I got sick of that quick. <laughs> Gotta get out. <laughs> anyway, the founding members of the band were the vocalist Ronnie Radke, lead guitarist Brian Monty Money, bassist Max Green, drummer Robert Ortiz, uh, keyboardist Carson Allen, and rhythm guitarist Omar Espinoza. That's some heck of a lineup to start a band with. <laughs> They'd all been in various bands together over the years, and it was guitarist brian monty money's idea to form escape the fate recruiting the other guys at various stages so i don't think they were all in a room and like started the band all together but then in drips and drabs this became the lineup so in september 2005 they won a radio contest that was being judged by none other than my chemical romance (gasps) the prize was to open for them on their headline show alongside other support acts alkaline trio and reggie and the full effect i still have no idea who reggie and the full effect are but they come up all the time (laughs) You think we'd look them up? Nah. You think? (laughs) So following this and their self-released demo EP, they were offered a record deal with Epitaph Records. So, good for them.
0: (laughs) Good for them indeed.
1: Absolutely. So once they signed, in May 2006, they released their debut EP, There's No Sympathy for the Dead, which featured two tracks, There's No Sympathy for the Dead, and The Guillotine, which would go on to feature on their first album.
0: There's no sympathy... So I feel like you looked at me the dead. expectantly there. Because I was going
1: to say, did you listen to this EP? Because it's definitely something I used to listen to back in the day.
0: Uh, no. Do you know what? I probably did back in the day, but recently, no.
1: Oh, because I, I re-listened to it and it's still good. Got some bucks uh. on it. It's very similar to the first album, like the same vibe. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. really, really good. It's a five song EP and two songs are on the <laughs> albums. After the release, keyboardist Carson Allen left to join a band called On The Last Day which he then left to start another band called Me Versus Myself. And as you can tell, that went really well for him because I don't know either of those <laughs> bands. In September 2006, they released their debut full-length album Dying Is Your Latest Fashion. So good. Which is an absolute classic, I will so, say. So,
0: so good. This just makes me think of you.
1: <laughs> I had it on when I was getting ready for you to come over and I was I was having such a bop.
0: So good. And Danny has the ridge CD here and I'm like looking at it going oh god it's a CD but also we were just talking about this before we started the podcast there's a little sticker on the front and it says like a little blurb about the album and then saying who like if you like these bands you might like it so it's like with intensely catchy songs emotional screams shredding guitars and hardcore breakdowns Escape the Fate just might be your new favorite band for fans of Atreyu Under Oath Taking Back Sunday and From First to Last but and they're spot play. on. <laughs> we did like all of those ones. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. So there's two singles from this album Not Good Enough for Truth and Cliche and Situations. They were going to release Reverse This Curse as a single, but it was never released. But it, w- it did appear on the soundtrack of Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam and on the Warped Tour 2007 tour compilation album. If you know the iconic cover of this album, The Girl's Mouth, that is one of Ronnie's ex-girlfriends, Mandy Murders, which is just an excellent MySpace name, I will say. <laughs> and she's also in the music video for Not Good Enough for True Cliche, mm. she's the girl, the love interest.
0: Do you think that piercing is real?
1: That piercing on the cover is the reason I got that piercing. <laughs>
0: oh, it just looks so sore.
1: It never healed and it was always gooey And it was on my mouth So I didn't have the piercing for that long Oh sorry, Reverse's Curse wasn't supposed to be released They were supposed to release The Webs We Weave But Ronnie left the band So they just never released it
0: So I just, everything I thought I knew About Escape to Fate Was a lie I thought we still hated Escape to Fate Because Ronnie was in it He hasn't been in He's it for a long time He's literally only on this album
1: Yeah, And, this and the is EP. my favourite album yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Ronald Joseph Rad. Here we go. One of the people that just grind my gears more than anyone else in the world. He just makes me furious at all times. So anyway, <laughs> he was born in Las Vegas in 1983. He is part Blackfoot Indian and part Portuguese. His mother abused drugs and was absent from his childhood. <laughs> from his childhood. <laughs> Which he said caused him to have a general lack of respect towards women as an adult.
0: Okay, I already hate him.
1: I fucking hate hate this guy. I hate this guy. (laughs) Like, I was writing this with like angry tears in my eyes. He learned to play guitar and piano and was in several bands growing up before being one of the founding members of Escape the Fate. So just before Ronnie was kicked out, in November 2007, Omar Espinoza, the rhythm guitarist, left. He said due to personal issues and he started another band called Perfect Like Me. Who again, never Never heard heard of. of So in 2008, Ronnie, who was 22 at the time, was kicked out of the band. So this is is a story. Wait for it. (laughs) He had been involved in an altercation, which resulted in the fatal shooting of 18 year old Michael Cook. He was not the one to shoot him, but he was arrested because he was there when it happened. And he was arrested on battery charges because he had been involved in the fight. And when they searched him, he was found to have brass knuckles on him, which are illegal in Las Vegas. So this story, I actually didn't write it down because I knew I'd remember it because it's, it's really disturbing. Apparently Ronnie was one of the ones who kind of started this fight with this other group of lads. And Ronnie brought his two friends out and then three other guys came along and they met in a car park to have a fight.
0: Sounds <laughs> so playgroundy.
1: Yeah. But they came the other guys came with weapons, I think. And like it just turned into this big brawl and one of the guys got shot. So not on Ronnie's side. One of the Yeah. His friend whipped out a gun and shot and Ronnie apparently didn't know his friend had a gun. But a guy died. An 18-year-old died Mm. in this altercation. Ronnie was there, didn't shoot anyone. His friend shot. And then the third guy that was with them went on in later years to kill himself because he couldn't (gasps) live with, like, the guilt and and everything that happened. So it's, like, it's a really intense story. So Ronnie was given five years probation. He'd already had a record for previous narcotics offences, but in June 2008, he was arrested and sentenced to two and a half years in prison for violating the probation because he didn't report to his probation officer, apparently.
0: Oh, so he wasn't actually sent to prison for the fight?
1: No. He was like put on probation for that, Yeah, yeah. but then, but then was, he just okay. couldn't obey the rules, uh-huh. which is how he ended up uh-huh. in fucking prison for two and a half years. What a dope. So they kicked him out of the band because they wanted to continue the band and the singer was in prison. So they just... Fair enough, kicked him out. So Craig Mabbitt of Bless the Fall was seeking a new band and he had previously played with Escape the Fate on the Black on Black tour. He did a few trial shows with the band before they officially accepted him as their new lead singer. And then just a little bit about Craig. He suffered extreme asthma as a child and frequently had to use a nebulizer. He also had to attend a special class because of a spe- speech disorder... <laughs> the irony of me not being able to say that. (laughs) He overcame both of these issues to pursue his dream of becoming a rock singer.
0: I feel really bad because I've just been hating on him because thinking he was... (laughs)
1: Ronnie Radkin. so he played with Bless the Fall for four years before leaving mid-tour due to personal reasons and while singing with Escape the Fate in 2008 he co-founded The Word Alive
0: (gasps) there they are again
1: as a side project (laughs) but after recording an EP that was never released the band dropped him citing complications due to his involvement with Escape the Fate so I think it was probably that sounds spicy I didn't really find much on it it might just have been like you can't do both basically yeah but I just think it's funny he's a founding member and they kicked him out (laughs)
0: Poor old Craig.
1: So, get ready for this. Oh, God. At the first show with Craig as the singer of Escape the Fate, Ronnie was in the audience. So he got kicked out before he went to jail because they knew he was going to jail. Mm. So, the, you know, he was still out of prison at this time. But he was in the audience while they were performing and he was shouting at Craig Craig got mixed up and like forgot some of the lyrics because he was so taken aback by Ronnie shouting at him and he was getting all the crowd to shout at the band as well so they were just about to start playing The Flood and Ronnie and the crowd were like hurling insults so bassist Max, Max Green grabs the mic and says this next song is called if I could stay clean I could stay with my band <laughs> and Ronnie shouts back I can stay fucking clean you dick And this is all on a video. Like, I've watched this. Oh, no. So they start the song and the lyrics are meant to be, I can't believe the drama that I'm in. The flood is getting closer. But Craig, like, grabbed the mic and started singing. And he goes, I can't believe the drama that I'm in. Sorry, Max stepped in and goes, oh, because I'm leaving you behind. So, like, it was very dramatic, honestly. (laughs) This is Max guy. He sounds great. (laughs) Yeah, I like him. (laughs) So Craig versus Ronnie became this big thing in the scene. And fans were wearing, like, Team Ronnie t-shirts to escape the fight shows just to start drama. Ugh. So eventually Ronnie was sent to prison Thank Yay! God. Goodbye uh, So apparently it wasn't that easy to bring him to prison Because he went missing He was on the news, like Fox News in America <laughs> Looking for him And there was ended up being a sting operation With undercover cops and a police helicopter To finally get uh, him
0: What a waste of resources
1: It's just so funny, like, seeing the Fox I actually like saw the news report and it's like this Fox News lady And she's like, we are looking for the singer Ronnie Radke <laughs> But she's all official and then it shows a picture of him looking like, Jesus, I don't know. So in prison, Ronnie was still somehow able to update his blog and he would write scathing attacks to his former bandmates saying things like, Escape the Fate is me and will always be me and you will forever live in my shadows. Well, no,
0: I did think (laughs) Escape the Fate was him, to be
1: fair. (laughs) He also wrote messages to the new singer Craig such as, I didn't say anything about this before, but you really are trying to be like me. fucking my ex-girlfriend now, huh? So tell me, how does my dick taste? And my microphone. How is it living my life? Must be pretty rad. I would know. Don't get used to it. When I get out, there won't be much left for you to live in, cause the real deal will be back. But hey, maybe you could sing back up in my new band.
0: Oh, just Ronnie. watch him sitting in his little prison cell being so angry, right? Yeah, is. and
1: everyone's just like out there living their life yeah, and doesn't exactly. give a fuck. Craig was actually going out with Mandy Murders.
0: Oh! Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. don't know how you find out about that in prison, but anyway. So in 2008, he posted another message to Max Green saying, It has only just begun. A storm is coming and you can't stop it. I would rather be in prison and happy because I know who I am and what I have become than be in a band with a bunch of liars and backstabbers. Like I said before, I am your foundation. No matter where you go and what you do, I'll always be in your head. You must not remember the day we were all at Omar's and you all walked in with your seashell necklaces and quicksilver t-shirts. After I got finished, you left looking just like me because that's what you will always be, an image of me and what I made you.
0: Sorry, I just love the effort you're putting into it.
1: (laughs) Actually, like, really hurt my throat being Ronnie Radka very good very good so Ronnie went on to start a band called falling in reverse which were originally called from behind these walls because he formed when Um. he was in prison so the members were friends of his they were very active on social media they visited him in prison but they couldn't really be a band until he was released so they were basically just a myspace page which I mean we can relate I was gonna say (laughs) that sounds familiar back to escape the fate they began to record their second full-length album, This War Is Ours, which was released in October 2008. The album was produced by John Feldman, motherfucker! What? I didn't yeah. know that! Of course I was!
0: Are we just making this up now? Are we just putting it in John Feldman doesn't even
1: exist. <laughs> it was released to mixed reviews by critics. To promote the album, the month before its release, fans of Escape the Fake could go to a special page on BuzzNet to help unlock the first track. So once the page had 50,000 viewers at the same time, the new song was then released to play and download for free. So there had to be 50,000 people on the website at the same time. So if you went on and left, that didn't count. Like you all, there had to be 50,000 at the same time. So it took them 30 hours to achieve this, which I actually think is is good going. Like I think that'd be really hard to do. Yeah,
0: fair play. That's such a clever idea.
1: So the title track on the album is actually called This War Is Ours and then brackets The Guillotine 2. And it's a sequel to the guillotine from their first album. Mm. So the guillotine from the first album is... So luck and love, mercenaries. Before the tour for the album, the band had never completed a full tour, but toured both the US and Europe for this release. In 2020, Epitaph re-released this album in a deluxe CD DVD edition, which included new songs a remix of the title track by Sean Craig and of Slipknot hmm. and a DVD featuring music videos, a world tour documentary and a behind the music feature, which is just standard, I suppose, for every band standard. as we've learned.
0: Where's the live album?
1: They had started work on their third album as soon as This War Is Ours was released and this would become the self-titled album, which would be released in November 2010. They were supposed to tour the US, Canada and Europe prior to the album's release, but had to pull out as bassist Max Green was admitted to rehab. No. In May they joined the second half of Papa Roach's Raid the Nation tour with TJ Bell from Motionless in White on bass However they released no formal statement about this So basically people like saw them on stage and saw like pictures of them online and stuff and was like Is that the guy idea. from Motionless in White? But they never like talked about it or anything he was just there What did you think about these albums?
0: Uh, I have notes <laughs> I don't know Right let me let me check What did you think about them? I have notes <laughs> uh, I have no idea not I have notes about this one These two You don't? No this one's after this
1: so this war is ours i think there are vibes off the original escape the fate now it sounds different because it's not Mm. with ronnie but there are still vibes like some of the songs i was like okay no that sounds like it could be escape the fate it's very melodic like it's quite i found it really generic i don't think they
0: sound that different ronnie and craig clearly not if I thought they were the same person for the last I think Ronnie's just more like (laughs) (coughs) he
1: has this like horrible like twang to his voice that Craig doesn't have, Craig just has a normal voice without the weird accent,
0: but I know what you mean, it's very generic,
1: yeah it's like I wrote here like not reinventing the wheel it's like how do we write an emo kind of rocks on, oh yeah yeah, this is how you do it but it's not like anything interesting and then the self-titled one, I get big Linkin Park vibes off this (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: like early linkin park
1: yes there is one song that i was like this could be on hybrid theory and his voice sometimes really sounds like chester
0: okay yeah yeah but
1: like very early linkin park interesting take but then it has like Avenged sevenfold guitars and i found like with most of their songs it's like the albums aren't cohesive at all that's exactly
0: i know what you mean completely it's just I don't know, I find them difficult to
1: listen to, to be honest. Something yeah, because like, like, mm. it's like one minute you're like, oh, this yeah. is kind of like, oh, this is kind of a poppy rock song. Like, it's easy to listen to. It's like a bit cheesy. The lyrics are usually quite cheesy. They're quite cheesy. And the next thing, like the guy screams, like the next song comes on and he's screaming. And then the next song is all like guitars. It sounds like cock rock or yeah, hair metal kind of thing. And I'm just like, bands can- lane. but bands can experiment and try different genres, but like not on the one album because it's really confusing. I couldn't figure out who would enjoy listening to that album start to finish.
0: And now that you've said that, I would always think of Escape to Fate. I'd never say, do you know what? I'm going to listen to an album by Escape to Fate. i would be like, oh, listen to that song. And it's probably because I can't listen to a full album because
1: it's never the right vibe because there's so many different vibes. Yeah, that's like I was kind of getting into one or two of the albums. And I was like, listen, I'm like, oh, this is all right, yeah. And the next thing it just takes a turn and I'm like, no, this isn't what I want to listen to at all. (laughs) This is not the same. (laughs) The self-titled album is the first album where the whole lineup would be there to write and record it in full. They felt that this would be a great representation of who they were. For this album, the band left epitaph and signed with major label Interscope. Bassist Max Green said, this record is the cure for the modern day music epidemic. We're wiping the slate clean and rewriting rock music as you know it. Lyrically, the album is darker and heavier. They felt that this was them and the direction that they wanted to take in the future. So Craig Mabbitt said, This record has the heaviest song the band has ever written. It has the softest ballad the band has ever written. It has the craziest solo Monty has ever ever written. The whole record just has everything in it. Well, like, like genuinely, that's yeah, the problem. Yeah. Not <laughs> Why a does thing? it have to have everything in it? <laughs> the track Lost in Darkness tells the story about one of Craig's friends who was dragged out of her home and raped at gunpoint.
0: Okay, I did not get those vibes.
1: Yeah, I didn't get it either. And I read this and I was shocked. I was like, why would you want to write a song about yeah. your friend who got raped? Sorry, we should have put a trigger warning here. He said, she was screaming for help and nobody helped her at all. Everybody just turned the other cheek. That was something that really struck me. And I see that happening a lot. Just people not wanting to lend a helping hand to people when somebody is hurting. That's definitely where I went with that song.
0: Sorry, but I think there's a little bit of a difference between not help lending a helping hand when someone is... Turning and someone being dragged out and sexually assaulted at a
1: point. I know! Like, if I was that friend, I would be like, thanks for, for turning my... Belittling my, th- my experience <laughs> and into... And turning my trauma into a song for your shit album. <laughs> I just don't understand the thought process behind that. That's definitely where I went with that song. Like, uh, right, thanks. So the closing track, The Aftermath, it's called in brackets G3 because it's the next follow-up to the guillotine. Why are
0: they so obsessed with the guillotine?
1: Well, I'm going to tell you. So the first, the guillotine from Dying Is Your Latest Fashion, is actually based on the video game Halo. So the second was based more on real soldiers in a battlefield. And the third was more personal, based on Craig's dad, who was in the military.
0: I was going to ask you, I was getting many dad vibes off these albums. It's always talking about their dad.
1: Yeah, my God. Well, I mean, on the first album, they have The day Day I left the womb
0: Mother.
1: (laughs) That is That is a song. So this album is 11 tracks long to keep it manageable, but the band originally wanted the songs which would eventually become bonus tracks on the deluxe edition of the album to be on the original album too. Craig jokingly said that they had recorded almost two albums worth of material and that he wanted to release a 20-track album. Thank God. Nobody does that. Imagine how many different genres would be on it. <laughs> In August 2011, they announced that Monty Money, the lead guitarist, would be taking a break from touring. They also stated that Max Green was back after taking a break for the first half of the year to recover from his drug addiction. He said, I'm feeling great and I'm glad to be back with my band. Escape the Fate is my life. This is where I belong. They played a few shows on the 2011 Uproar Festival and then Max left again. Oh, Max. <laughs> so that's the not only reason I Saints. included the uh, the statement, because oh. it was like, he's back. He's not back. <laughs> he's back, baby. <laughs> and now he's gone, baby. So Zach Sandler from Black Tide, who were also playing the festival, filled in for him, and then TJ Bell from Motionless and White continued to fill in for him until early 2012. So in December 2011, the band re entered the studio to start production on their fourth album with John Feldman. <laughs> Craig said that the next album would be similar to This War is Ours, but with elements of the self-titled. In March 2012, Max Green announced on Twitter that he was no longer part of Escape the Fate. He stated that it was mainly due to personal and musical differences. In an interview with AP, Craig hinted that his departure was due to drugs. (laughs) That's so awkward. And Max went on to join the band The Natural Born Killers
0: so awkward and he's like this band is my life it's where i belong and it's like bye
1: so in the alternative press interview the band stated that tj bell is an official member huh. along with michael money who's monty money's brother <laughs> is this their actual name no it was something monty money i can't remember his first name but like he just goes by monty. yeah so craig stated that michael would have already been an official member if it wasn't for ex-members of the band refusing mm-hmm in May 2012, drummer Robert Ortiz advised that they were in the process of switching labels as they felt the Interscope had too much creative control over the band. So in December, they released a short clip of forthcoming track Ungrateful with a statement about joining 117 Music and being sponsored by Monster for 2013. Random in january 2013 they headlined a free show in hollywood as a promotion for the album which was called ungrateful and was released in may 2013 in the end only six of the 11 tracks were produced by john feldman
0: they were probably the best six
1: mm. and the song picture perfect was composed with patrick stump of Fall Out boy what yes oh my god it's, it's a very bizarre crossover yeah <laughs> In September, they announced that Monty and Michael refused to go on tour with Five Finger Death Punch, so they would re- be replacing them for the tour. Why do they refuse? Do you know what? I was literally Googling for ages. Are Five Finger Death Punch, like, problematic? Are they, like, what are their issues with them? Like, I could not yeah. find. Now, the only thing is, they're really um, controversial because apparently they're really shit. I don't, like, I don't know them. I know the name, but I don't know them.
0: My ex really liked them. That so says it all, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, just, like, people are, like, it's kind of... You'd be laughed at if you said they were your favorite band kind of thing. That's that's the only, like, controversy I find about them is that they're not good. Yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't want to go on tour with them. I don't know. I felt like there should have been, like, a reason for it. Yeah. But anyway, the band released an official statement, which I will say is not very professional. <laughs> so they said, Hey guys, we know there has been some rumors going around, so we want to clear the air. Give it to you, the fans, straight up. No bullshit or lies. So here it goes. First and foremost, you can be sure that we are still doing this five-finger death punch tour. So what's the problem, you ask? Well, once again, for what seems like the 100th time, Monty has refused to tour. He has let us down and left us hanging to find a replacement only a few days before our flights to the first date. This is not the first time we've been stranded without him. We're very upset, but still would like to apologise to all of you for his actions. We have been let down just as much as you, the fans, have been let down. Without airing too much dirty laundry about this, Yes, more details will surface very soon There is something positive coming out of this situation Not only have we found someone more than capable to fill the role for the road Not a replacement TJ is going to be moving to rhythm guitar And we're excited to announce that Max Green will be returning to bass He's back, baby! Wait a second Was it not some really (laughs) awkward interviews where they were like So weird so he said Max Green is returning Which would have never Been previously possible Because someone Refused to tour If he was with us But on a good note We're all very hyped For this tour And can't wait to see you all Once again We're very sorry to those of you Who are upset about this news But our hands are tied On this one I guess there's just Never enough drama With this band But the show still goes on Thank you for your support <sighs> Is that like the bitchiest statement You've ever heard In your entire life yeah. Like how is this a band's Official like statement
0: Someone didn't want them To come back <laughs>
1: It's so childish So
0: much shade
1: But when Michael joined the band They were Like Max left And Michael joined the band And they were like Well Michael could never Have joined the band Because someone didn't want him in So yeah. then when Michael and thing Weren't there And Max came back They were like Well he couldn't have been In the band If they were in the band it's like I get it They don't like each other
0: <laughs> Wait is Michael still in the band?
1: No Michael and Monty The two brothers Said they wouldn't go on this tour um, right. Just on the tour That's the worst part They didn't leave the band Yeah And they are releasing Statements like this <laughs> And then like You see them the following week You're like hey dude." Yeah <laughs> Sorry about blasting you on social media like that. So it was later announced in another interview that Max Green was back for good and Kevin Gruft was the new lead guitarist. In May 2014, Max Green left again. This time stated like, I mean, this guy needs to get a grip. You're in or you're out, man. You're in or you're out. He stated lack of fulfillment and passion.
0: This guy is like one of these guys who breaks up with you so many times and then keeps getting back together. He's like, actually, I
1: realise I love you.
0: It's not you, (laughs) it's me. Wait a second, there's not enough passion in this relationship.
1: (laughs) Three days later, it was announced that Max had joined Ronnie Radka's band, Falling in Reverse.
0: Oh no. Which
1: he then left a few months after joining.
0: (laughs) I started off really liking this Max guy and I'm
1: like, what is he on? (laughs) Well, drugs. (laughs) Oh yes. Oh so they announced that they would start recording their fifth album in May 2015. This is the first album with neither Monty nor Michael Money. It was produced by Howard Benson, who did Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Oh! And Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> he did other things, <laughs> but I just <laughs> thought they were funny. Um, I actually, when I saw the name Howard Benson, I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. Is he but, a man of Pop Idol? No. No, but he's in, like, the documentaries to do with My Chemical Romance. Mm. There's, like, interviews with him and stuff. Because I was like, Howard Benson! <laughs> And I know this guy So in August the whole band changed their social media photos to say 8 18 15, And on that date they released the single Just a Memory For free online and officially announced their new album Hate Me and a world tour However the information had been leaked online three days previously The album is lyrically inspired by the hate that they've received over the years uh-huh. mm-hmm, I see that yeah Loudwire reviewed it and stated that some tracks are polished and radio friendly while there are harder edged moments with harsh vocals but ultimately they described it as one of the strongest albums of their career
0: mm. do you think so mm. what did i write about
1: this album mm. i don't know the, this album and the one before it i mean it's more of the same it's just not cohesive it's all over the place it's generic the lyrics are cheesy there's like
0: uh, do you know i kind of felt that with all the albums i didn't know what album i was listening to i was like these all sound the same I and s- their songs are very once you listen to them once you can sing along to them yeah you'd be like it's, very yeah. it's like oh i know the chorus now because they all sound the same
1: yeah no there's really nothing going on here that's interesting to talk about and it's so funny because their wikipedia page just kind of stops around here and then <laughs> it just is like in 2018 they release a song and 2017 they release a song and, and that's, that's it it's like there's nothing else there's nothing about the recording there's nothing about like I had to go on like big deep dives to find more information about it because nobody I was getting enough. nothing Yeah, <laughs> nobody cares enough and I really think like that, everyone just, gave up yeah don't blame them in 2016 they covered My Chemical Romance is Dead for a rock sound tribute album I will never listen to that I never want that song destroyed that way
0: yeah no god I can't even imagine what that would sound like
1: I hate the idea of it. Yeah. I had to write it down because I was so angry about it. Why did they do that? Why did they do that? Why? I don't know. So in November 2017, they released the first single Empire from their next album, I Am Human, which was set to be released in February 2018, but was ultimately delayed until March. This is their sixth album, and it was also produced by Harold Benson. It got mixed reviews, but the general consensus is that it's radio friendly and formulaic, doesn't break any barriers, centers around heartbreak, but ultimately is quite surface level. And it features the song "Let Me Be," which is also on "Hate Me." And apparently, that was some issues to do with the label. But that song is on like two albums. Oh, and it's terrible.
0: Maybe that's why I think they all say the same. (laughs) (laughs) The same same
1: song. (laughs) No, it's it's a really bad song. It's really Uh, bad. So uh, so bad they did it twice. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's very bizarre. Was this that album? I think is the one that's decent enough. It's just very like poppy and very like easy to listen to. It's not.
0: It's, do you know, it's their lyrics make me cringe so They're bad. so cheesy. Yeah. There's
1: like really bad lyrics, like yeah. on all albums yeah. across the board. It's just like, you hate me, I hate myself.
0: It's just like, yeah, it's just very like something. If I was 12 and I was like, I'm going to write a song, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'd do. Like, yeah. I had a bad day at school, like, <laughs> but I will go on yes. for my friends. I'll go back tomorrow. <laughs> it's so bad like
1: i don't know i'd listened to one or two of their like newer songs because all i knew was dine latest fashion so i listened to one or two of their songs and i was like they don't sound so bad and like they don't as you said when you listen like one song you're like that's all right
0: yeah trying
1: to get through the albums i found it hard yeah definitely because you're kind of like oh this song's all right and then the next one you're like god no absolutely not (laughs) And i definitely know songs from the
0: albums like, because I'd listen and be like, oh, I do someone sing along to it. And then when I would see them at Leeds, I knew all the songs, but all the ones in between, I haven't clue.
1: Yeah. In August 2020, they released Walk On, the first single from their follow-up album, Chemical Warfare. They released two more singles, including Not My Problem, featuring Travis Barker, because he has to be on everything. <laughs> and then released the album in April 2021. The album was re- produced by the band's lead guitarist, Kevin Gruft, alongside John Feldman. I love him. Travis Barker actually appears on three of the songs.
0: Oh, of course. Which he does. I saw
1: in like the writing credits. So I was like, why does it like-, like does he how does he have time for all this? He doesn't sleep. He only drums. <laughs> and makes babies. So Kerrang described the album as their most pop leaning and experimental, but stated that it doesn't go so far as to alienate fans. So there's a quote that says, Dialed down the heaviness a few notches, they've kept the huge hooks and sweeping melodies. It actually got generally positive reviews, stating that they've gotten a little poppier, kept their sound, and they're having fun. And to be honest, when I listened to this album for the first time, it sounded fun to me. Yeah. It's like, they don't take themselves seriously. They know they're not, like, doing anything amazing, but they're like, we know what we're doing, we yeah. just do it. That's the vibes I got. Could be completely wrong. What <laughs> <laughs> are your vibes. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're just, they're just going with it. Like, <laughs> we're shy, but we'll just keep on. <laughs> So five days after the release of the album, they announced that they would be releasing Chemical Warfare B-Sides in June of that year. Mid-September 2021, Kevin Gruft was absent from a show and Matty Hoffman took his place as lead guitarist. Later, Kevin was missing from their social media pages, but Eric Jensen was added as a permanent bassist. In December, 2022, the band released a new photo shoot to promote them playing the Blue Ridge Rock Festival, but Kevin was missing from the photos. An official statement has yet to be released. Like literally to this day, they've just never said anything. He's just gone.
0: I know, checked into Kevin. Is Kevin, alright, like, <laughs> he's good. They've buried him in their backyard.
1: <laughs> so far this year, they've released. I said three singles, but I actually think there's four because one they have a new song out with like Ice Nine Kills yeah. and other people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That song's alright, actually. It is actually alright. Yeah. <clears throat> so the other three singles are "Hate Myself," "Low," and "Cheers to Goodbye." I listened to them today. They're fine. They're. <laughs> I've just gotten to yeah. a point with them where I'm like, I know what they're doing. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm never going to listen to them again. <laughs> So they're thought to be part of their forthcoming eight Studio album, Out of the Shadows, which is due for release in September. Can't wait. They are just churning out the albums, to be fair to them. So Robert Ortiz, the drummer, is the only original member that's been there since 2004. Mm. And then Craig has been the singer since 2008. And that's it. And then TJ Bell has been on and off since 2012. But Eric, the bassist, and Maddie on the guitar are only around since 2021. Like, this band it's is just a whole like, new band again. Yeah, basically. So, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Ronnie Radke. Now, people could argue with me and say that I should have a Falling in Reverse episode if I want to talk about him because he was only a part of Escape the Fate for a little while. But I never want to do a Falling in Reverse episode. Well, that means I so have to listen to them. So. I gotta get all my anger out here. So, here's a few more reasons why we should all hate Love Ronnie Radke. Let's go. In May 2012, he was accused of hitting his girlfriend at the time, Sally Watts, and he was arrested in August for failing to show up for any of the court hearings about it. He was charged with a misdemeanor count of corporal injury and false imprisonment, but was released on bail. hate him. This was after he'd been in prison, and I feel like if he was already in prison, I know it was a different kind of offence. But it doesn't matter.
0: He has a record. Such a problem with the justice system jesus
1: yeah it's like that's wild to me that he could then go on to hate his girlfriend and like nothing come of it after he'd all be and
0: after he doesn't show up to court like
1: yeah because he's not fucking arsed and also it said false imprisonment which was weird
0: yeah what was he doing to her tying her up
1: i don't know Pretty really fucking disturbing in september 2012 he was performing with falling in reverse at the six flags fright fest and threw three mic stands into the audience injuring several people of course he did like do you know the weight of a mic stand did
0: you not learn from sonny moore
1: hmm well sonny moore threw himself into the audience oh, right, yeah. <laughs>
0: mic stands are really fucking heavy just dick like I can just and there's
1: videos of of him doing it and he he's just like, like yeah exactly i was gonna say just be
0: like eh.
1: so a 16 year old girl was taken to hospital and another guy was like treated on the scene with like serious injuries so he was charged with simple assault and aggravated assault but was released on bail Oh, simple assault. (laughs) It's like, boo. (laughs) But like, again, this is the same year he's also hit his girlfriend and he's out of prison for battering someone. And he's just on bail. Why does this keep happening? They're just like, yeah, he's grand. (sighs) So Six Flags have actually banned all rock and metal bands from performing at any other, you know, that's like a chain of theme parks. parks. Yeah, yeah. So they won't have any rock or metal bands there anymore because, of, because of that. Because of Ronnie Ratko. Great. Then in June 2015, he was accused of sexual assault by a 25-year-old woman after a show. Here we go.
0: It's been a while since we did a pervert. They found no evidence. So the charges
1: were dropped. And he actually went on to file a defamation case against her.
0: He can't sue someone for defamation. He's done enough defaming himself.
1: Yeah. Well, everyone thought he was a stand-up guy before this. Yes. <laughs> I just... Anyone who, like, goes and tries to do a defamation case or something about an accuser like, someone who's accusing you of that, you're you're hurting other victims. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah. Other people won't come forward, like, who have actual, real, genuine, like, have been assaulted. Not saying this woman hasn't, because we don't know. It'll stop people coming forward because they would be afraid they would be sued.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't care about that. He only cares about his reputation as a good guy.
1: So I I didn't even, I just have a link to a Twitter thread where they talked about all of the other (coughs) horrible things about him that I wasn't, I didn't have time to like type them all out because I'd be here forever. So I just said I'll go to the Twitter thread and read out some more things about him. So for legal reasons, these are allegations. It says in the thread and I should say it myself. (laughs) So he's always fighting with someone on Twitter. He's had beef with like, I can't even name all the people he's had Twitter fights with, but he's really childish in his like fights and like it's not they're not smart arguments yeah so he insults people on twitter as well he's made fat phobic remarks and shamed people for their appearance so like just for example someone said never heard of her about Ronnie and he replied and said P.S. is it like a new law hate crime to be rude to morbidly obese people asking for a friend for God's sake so, like that's What's what that I mean even,
0: Yeah, it's
1: not clever it's not smart it's like oh someone insulted me on Twitter and think of like some random person at home versus him with like a bajillion followers Yeah, yeah. and he's calling them out for being fat like yeah. it's so childish and then someone else said I genuinely want to fight Ronnie Radka and he replied and said at first glance I thought you were Demi Lovato after eating a peanut that she was allergic to old quagmire face swollen AF I'm embarrassed for he's him it's just rude and like I don't know it's not smart <laughs> it's not funny and like bullying people's appearances like so he also believes in reverse racism nice so he thinks you can be racist against white people problematic in itself I will not even get into it so in 2012 there was this whole situation with another band called ic stars they were set to set to open for falling in reverse but a few months before this tour they were caught with weed in their van and got arrested so ronnie kicked them kicked them off the tour ic stars felt bad for disappointing their fans so they offered to tour with no pay ronnie agreed and made them sign a contract saying they couldn't tell anyone and then he started threatening them with violence because he didn't like the guy's stupid face. Apparently, mm. kicked them off a tour a day or two after that. His tour manager physically assaulted I See Stars manager. There's like it's just like this big messy situation. But he started kicking fans out of shows who were chanting like I See Stars because they wanted to see the band.
0: I hate him He just <clears throat> sounds so like Like he's just a
1: dickhead Like just
0: pure dickhead
1: That's behavior. it Like it, these aren't things That I'm like The man should die But like He's just a really horrible person Is he married? He's been with the wrestler What's her name? Soraya She's the one that they made the movie about Fighting with my family Oh The Irish one no? No she's English oh. They're together years And I follow her on, on Instagram And then she, obviously she posts with him sometimes And I'm like Oh I'm so angry Look at his face Is she alright like? <laughs> oh obviously not I don't know I don't know if she's like the most intelligent person in the world. I'm just and you can purely base that off the fact that she's yeah, going she's, away. Yeah, him. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> He's also like been playing shows and spit on fans and cursed at them. He told a photographer to kill himself when the photographer asked for a photo credit because Ronnie posted the guy's photo. The guy was like, Oh, it'd be cool if you could credit me if you're using my photos, and Ronnie told him to go kill himself. What? Yeah. He threatened music critics with violence when he didn't receive the reaction he wanted from them. There's a band called Get Scared and one of the guys from it, Nick Matthews, he attempted suicide and he tweeted yeah goodbye with like pills on a table and Ronnie like sent it to his girlfriend and they were like making fun of him.
0: Is this the wrestler girlfriend?
1: I actually, I'm not sure. (sighs) He's also transphobic because of course he is and he like misgendered laura jane grace of against me multiple times and he dead named caitlin jenner and it's like is there a... does he have any redeeming is, qualities yeah, nothing he told a gay man he would scare the aids out of him god i literally hate him i, ca- I can't stand it like he's a horrible horrible person and i just hate that like he still has a fan base
0: like these are the type of people that need to die out like we don't need these kind of people in our world thanks very much
1: yeah someone asked him could you please not use the or word and then ronnie being like i'll use the word anyway <sighs> uh, he just uh, like the statements that he had in prison he has just to this day like he was young he was 22 at the time and now he's like in his 30s and he still like says stupid shit like that all the fucking time
0: i thought the whole thing with him killing himself and the story i would spread around if anyone asked me was that he got in a fight and punch someone and they died no. and i was like oh poor ronnie
1: he was in a fight where someone died but he didn't do it i don't
0: know why i thought that
1: and basically he's just had fights with everybody he's like he's the worst person in the world and i can't stand him i literally hate him yeah there's he's no redeeming qualities no, there's I'm nothing to like alone. about him
0: can we cancel falling in reverse
1: yeah why are they still a thing we don't like them anyway so it's fine but i mean dang it, it's fashion still a bop. oh God, such a bop <laughs> such a bop well yeah, that that's that's it. That's the episode. We hate Ronnie Radka episode. I feel sorry for Max Green. Do I feel sorry for him? He's a bit weird. I mean he went and joined Falling in Reverse.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I don't feel sorry for him. Never mind, what a joke. But he left him, right? Yeah. Okay good. Yeah, that's fine. That wrestler's name was Paige.
1: Uh, her wrestler name was yeah, Paige yeah, yeah. and then she's gone back to Soraya now. Because she's wrestling with different companies. She was um, called Paige in WWE. She's. I know too much about wrestling. A
0: <laughs> few head knocks. Yeah, seriously. It. Well, it's to fate, right? So will you ever... No, we just won't, will we? We'll never go back and listen to them.
1: No. I mean, I might stick on as your latest fashion, for like a nostalgic little bop, but... Yeah, they I... were
0: one of the bands I wanted to see at Leeds because I said to myself, I will never go see these again. So may as well while I'm here.
1: I was actually thinking about the fact that you had seen them recently. And I was like, would I like to see them? And I was like... Do you know what? I wouldn't. I don't like the music enough. I really don't.
0: Yeah, they just played all the the big songs, all the songs you know. Your man was wearing a top hat. Thought it was Ronnie Radke. So that maybe I would my whole experience different. They're grand, like sing along. They're entertaining, but nothing spectacular.
1: Have you actually seen what they look like? No, I've only really seen a few pictures. But I think it's it's been.
0: What does Max Green look
1: like? I have a. Oh, I don't know.
0: Picture of him with I the. I don't know, like head. who is
1: who, but like they're just so oh they're a lot put in the effort with the appearance they've got some eyeshadow on they're like just cool dudes in a band oh yeah these are not just guys in in like other band tees standing around these have like an image yeah that was the image is that that's their second album is it i think it's the self-titled is it but i was like what is that that's that's a lot (laughs) (laughs) that is an album cover that you chose to distribute to the world
0: but it feels like if any of them showed up wearing a color that wasn't black everyone would be like dude what are you doing i
1: bet you that's max green let's google max green let's find him we need to know what he looks like oh he looks different in every picture oh he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing does he he's he's not as cool as i thought he may be (laughs) Hmm. so tell me about your songs
0: which one are we going with first song skip first okay so what i've written down here with my notes is i am human which is an album Mm -hmm. and then i've just written i am human terrible song so that would be my song to skip it made me cringe so much
1: oh do you know what i i actually kind of like that album but that it, awful it's not like every song is a banger it's just like it was easier to listen to than some of the other ones my song to skip is a song called remember every scar
0: oh god Did that you sounds he- depressing
1: i'm just gonna google the lyrics for a second
0: Here's <clears throat> the lyrics to i am human i am strong i am weak i am everything in between i am proud to be me That's
1: that's like the albums, a little bit of everything. I know, I'm just like, please (laughs) make me cringe. So the chorus of Remember Every Scar, it's like, life can turn you upside down, chew you up and spit you out, tear you up, it never ends. It goes on and on and on and on and on. (laughs) Oh, and then it goes, hold on to that heartbreak, hold on to that hell you have to pay. Sometimes it's the only thing that gets you by. Hold on to that heartbreak. Yeah, it repeats, then it says, all the tragedies make you who you are remember every scar it's just very cheesy and And i don't know if
0: it's because other bands probably have lyrics that are just as cheesy but i don't know if it's the way they sing them or something i don't
1: know what's going on with them at all i honestly thought i would enjoy them more than i did i was like these are yeah so did
0: i disappointing very disappointing what's your song on repeat it's an obvious one situations (laughs) are irrelevant now she loves the way that I tease. I oh, just. I love the way that she breathes. If you that say that the words escape I the I touched her.
1: Ooh. She touched my. Ah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have
1: to go to that part.
0: <laughs> if you say the words escape to fate to me, that's just what comes into my head. Situations. And if that came on now, I'd listen to it. I wouldn't skip it.
1: No, I would. i definitely listen to that album yeah. again because I, there's so much mm-hmm. n- nostalgia attached to it for me. But I actually chose a song off the EP. Oh. So I chose that song as you're falling down falling down as you're falling down which now that you sing it sounds exactly like situations (laughs)
0: see they're probably having a song, and all these songs are the same and they've just (laughs) changed the title and some of them they've even given it the same title and we haven't put the same
1: song on different albums
0: why not the songs off this album though are good this is fashion. fashion. but that last song would you really end on that
1: is that the the day I left the wheel? Yeah,
0: now we know about his mother. Mother, where are you today? Yeah, you voice. took a piece of me today, why do I?
1: I thought he hated women because of her anyway. Yeah. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, Ronnie? Yeah, fuck you, Ronnie.
1: <laughs> oh, we did have to discuss a little issue where we're going to be away for a few weeks, so there will be a few weeks without a podcast. Yep. But we will be back the bank holiday weekend in August, so... That's when we'll record again, so it'll be the following week that we yeah post an episode. Hopefully everything goes well, we don't die on the planes or anything right, like that. Well, that's
0: grim. <laughs> but in the meantime, if you haven't, go back and listen to our previous episodes. Yes. There is loads of them up there. We've got a lot of episodes up now. So there's plenty to listen to. I recommend the Good Charlotte one, that one always makes me laugh.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that our Bring Me the Horizon one is one of the most popular ones as well, and I... It's probably just because of the band, but yeah. I think it's a good episode as well.
0: I can't really remember that one. Oh, sorry. When I think of Bring Me Into the Horizon, now, all I think of is their first album and how bad it was. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, do you know what band you will be doing I've after our hiatus?
0: Just thought of it on the spot. There, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Don't know anything about them, so it could be the most exciting episode. It could be. Who knows? I'm gonna do Seosin.
1: Ooh. Yeah. It's happening. I don't know anything about them. I know. It's In it's fact, exciting. I don't even know one of their songs. <laughs> all I know is that your man left to join the used. Yeah. And then there was beef. Yeah. Okay. So we're doing... It. The albums always end up overlapping. They do. Oh, they do yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's it. i am have to go, go off and learn all their albums and all about them now. But look, it's a learning process, guys.
1: I always get the fear because I'm like, how many albums do I have to listen to before we record?
0: Yeah, let's <laughs> check that out. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. You can listen to it while you're on your holidays. They have ten, ten, ten. One, two, three. Sure, look.
1: Oh, definitely do. It's, a,
0: it's a very short episode, guys. Okay. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll come up with some good stuff in between. So make sure that you're following us on social media because we will continue to post content even while we're away. Maybe not while I'm away. Maybe <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm going to be seeing architects and sleep token while I'm away, so I'm sure I will. I can post some of that content.
0: Uh. If I make an attempt to make a post and it's not that funny, please give me as many likes as
1: you give Johnny. <laughs> so follow us. We are foundations of emo on Instagram and TikTok, and we are foundations emo on Twitter. I don't really post there, apart from I just retweet like funny things about the Fallout Boy tour that I see.
0: <laughs> but hey, if you're going to the Fallout Boy tour and you want to read about them, yeah. good place to go. Yeah,
1: find out all about the Fallout Boy tour on our page. Then I just retweet what other people say.
0: Let us know if you like. Ronnie, Radka, Radka, Radkay, Radku, Radhay. I don't know. Who cares?
1: Radfuckin. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening.
0: Okay, thanks. Bye.